Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. We are talking about four uncommon ways to get back on track for the new years. So this is something that I deal with every single year inside the Hansen Method because all of the women, I don't subscribe to the diet mentality where we can't enjoy the holidays. We can't enjoy life and birthday parties and whatever. Like we, we have to be quote unquote good in order to lose weight. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. We are talking about four ways to get back on track. So like I was saying, I don't subscribe to the men the the mentality of the diet culture and the big reason for this is i don't think and believe that having a piece of cake at a birthday party or some cookies around the holidays should equal weight gain or an inability to lose weight and I want to give you like a very real example. So this was probably like seven, eight years ago. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who was a personal trainer. And I was like, I can't even eat a cookie without gaining seven pounds. And she was like, yeah, haha, you're so funny. And I was like, no, legit. Like if I eat a cookie and I step on the scale tomorrow morning, like I'm going to be up seven pounds. And I remember being and feeling so frustrated with that. Well, little did I know or even realize at that point in my life that that seven pounds wasn't true weight. It was inflammation in my body. My body was heavily reacting to the cookie, right? And so I subscribed to the the diet mentality where I thought like I can never eat a cookie. I can never enjoy food, which only left me feeling like I want all of the cookies, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter if I eat one cookie or 10 cookies, the weight gain is going to be the same. And so that was 
obviously really frustrating and really hard. And now that I've had more time, more experience, more education, um, a better understanding of not only my body, but also the clients' bodies that I work with, I now realize and recognize it for what it really truly was and is, which is inflammation. And inflammation is our body's way of protecting itself from harm, danger, right? Same thing as like when we stub our toe, our toe is going to be red, it's sore, it's going to be puffy and inflamed because our body is is drawing attention to that area to protect that toe because it was injured. Our body will do that with food. It will do that with environmental things. It will do that for all different kinds of reasons. And so it's really important to not just blame the cookie or the sugar or the cake for that. When our body is in balance, when we are in a place of homeostasis, we can have one or two cookies and have little to no side effects from that. That should be our, our norm. Okay. So I want to just kind of open this up and be really frank with you. Um, this is also, well, actually let's go into the four ways to get back on track. Nope. I decided, okay, (laughs) Um, I'm going to share something with you guys prior to sharing these four steps. So to be very honest and very frank with you, 2022 wasn't the year that I had planned out. I had planned and set out to have these big audacious goals. I was going to triple my my revenue. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. I was going to do all of these things. And I thought... I knew I was going to have a baby end of December, early January last year, right? Or slash this year, technically. And so I thought I had put into place things that would do a couple, a couple different things. One, allow me to take maternity leave and two, be able to, um, have the, the, the work people in positions that would allow for that kind of growth and expansion. Well, um, I had my baby and about the same time I had to let go of somebody that was working for me. And I also was informed that someone that I had that was going to be, um, in charge of sales, um, was no longer able to perform her job and her duty. And I, hired a new person to, for that, which didn't work out. And so I hit a lot of bumps in the road, despite my best planning, there were things that were so far out of my control that just didn't, didn't work out the way that I had planned. And so as I initially, so a week or two ago, beginning in December, I start reviewing my previous year. What were my goals? How am I doing now? Um, you know, did I hit them? Did I not hit them? Did I, you know, did some of the things 
turn out better? Did they turn out worse? Did they shift halfway through the year? Like whatever it is, like I, I start to take that inventory for myself. And initially I was pretty disappointed with myself. I was pretty disappointed with the lack of accomplishment that I achieved for my goals for this year. And I was feeling pretty down. I was feeling pretty bad about myself. And I was like, man, like, what did, what did I do wrong? I must not be X, Y, Z. I'm not this person. I'm not that person. I, you know, and I was upset with myself because I also believe that in business, leadership comes from the top, right? Good people come from the top. And me, currently, (laughs) being the top of the business, I was like, this must be some kind of poor reflection on me personally. Well, as I began to reflect on this a little bit more, what I ultimately realized was that the goals that I set for myself for 2022 were not part of the reason I didn't, a big part of the reason there was like I explained, all of these external factors, but the bigger reason of why I didn't accomplish some of the things that I had wanted to accomplish was not because I was a failure, not because I was bad, not because I was a terrible leader or, you know, fill in the blank. But the reason for it was because they did not align with my core values. And those core values was family. And I had just had a baby. And because of outside circumstances and situations, I wasn't able to take any kind of maternity leave. Right? Like I had this brand new baby and I'm still trying to sit there and work and record podcast episodes and, you know, manage a team and do sales and, 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 right? And as I sat I have sat there in, in that realization, um, something else that I have been struggling with for a while, which I'll tell you guys at the end of this episode, um, made me really examine just other areas. And so part of the reason that I share that story with you is because I want you to give yourself some grace and understanding for the holidays. And I tell my clients over and over and over again in the Hanson method, it's not, you're going to get off track. I know that, you know that. But the most important thing is the recovery. How quickly can you recover? How quickly can you get back on track? How quickly are you balancing your body and your life out and readjusting to match up with those core values or allow yourself the grace and the understanding if a goal doesn't align with your core value. So I think I said it before, my one of my core values will always be my family and anything that takes away from that in a negative way that doesn't put something back in it is going to be a no for me. And that's what I had to sit in for this year and realize that it, is, it was 
it is and it was more important for me to be present with that baby than to hit certain metrics and goals um, with my business. Obviously, I'm still here. I, so I, I was able to sustain what I needed to in order to remain in business, but my focus and my drive was no longer a revenue goal. Okay. So let's go through four ways to get back on track. Um, number one, evaluate the last time you had blood work. Um, you guys, I can't even tell you how many conversations I've been having lately. I'm like, well, when, when did you get your, your thyroid labs last run? Well, it was two years ago. Oh, it was three years ago. Oh, it was, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, you should be doing this all the time. Well, you know, I wasn't formally diagnosed with hypothyroidism or this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Our blood work is a way for us to track and monitor what is happening internally. And you should be <laughs> doing an annual checkup right? At a, at a bare minimum, you should be doing an annual checkup. Um, and this is also a good reminder to myself because I haven't done one in a little bit of time. I mean, I have because I was pregnant and then postpartum and whatever. Um, but my birthday is also in January. So I'm like, okay, this is a good reminder for me to get back in, get back on track and prioritize those, those annual well checks. Um, and to get those yearly blood labs drawn. And anyways, so at least yearly, I do recommend doing every six months, especially if you are on thyroid medication, um, because you want to be evaluating what is happening with that, right? Making sure that your dosage is correct, all of that. And with that, you guys will also hear me advocate for keeping record of these things literally, you guys, I know this is like so old school and everybody's like, well, there's digital copies. No, get a printout of your blood labs and your medical charts and whatever, whatever information you feel like you need and put it in a binder. Keep track of these things because I, I guarantee unless you like have to, you're not going to go look at your blood labs from a year or two years ago. You're just not going to do it. But if it's printed out in a binder, you might flip back to 2019, 2015 and be like, oh, hey, my cholesterol was really bad and now it's doing better. Like those little reminders can make a huge impact or you can start to see trends of like, oh my gosh, little by little since 2015, my cholesterol has gone up or little by little, you know, my ALT has gone off or whatever. And you can catch things much earlier. This is part of being that empowered patient and realizing and recognizing your own habits and patterns. Okay. So, so important. So important. So when is the last time you had blood work? Make an appointment. That is number one. Number two, journal. I know journaling is time consuming. I know it can be a pain in the butt. However, there is so much valuable information that you can learn from yourself when you are journaling. 
And I, I know I've talked about this before, but one of the things, so when I was going to school back in for the first time, um, back in like 2013, I think 2012, it must've been 2013. Um, one of my class assignments for one of my nutrition classes was to keep a journal like for seven days or three days. I don't even remember what the time frame was, but that was the, literally the first time that I saw the pattern of every day at like one or two o'clock. That's when I was diving into the chocolate chips. Like I didn't keep a lot of candy, but I always kept chocolate chips in my house. And that's when I was, that's when I would start. And a lot of it was in anticipation of my daughter's afternoon nap. She was an awful napper. (laughs) And I recognized from journaling that that was one of my coping mechanisms to deal with the stress that I was about to encounter because of the afternoon snack, the afternoon nap. It was like, I, I just didn't want to even wrestle with it. And not only, and I knew that this was more of a coping mechanism because I did it again before bedtime. So I would do it like 30 minutes before, um, her nap time. And then I would do it 30 minutes to an hour before bedtime in anticipation of the napping. And so for me, realizing and recognizing that I was able to work on different, better coping mechanisms versus using food to cope, right? So that is the power of journaling, even just in yourself, is recognizing and realizing, oh, hey, I actually eat more sweets and processed foods than I thought. Like I've had clients, um, who have come to work with me, they're like, Hey, when, as I journal over these last couple weeks, it's really brought awareness to my habits and patterns. I eat out more than I thought I did. I eat more processed foods than I thought I did. Um, and so they, they themselves have put into mechanisms or, or lifestyle habits and patterns that support their body better. I remember, you know, I used to pack lunch or I used to meal prep or, you know, whatever it was. And they, they get back to some of those easy, basic lifestyle things that they've just gotten off a little bit of track with. So whether you decide to journal for the rest of your life, you don't have to, but even just journaling for the next seven, 14 days, whatever it is, can be super, super important. All right. Tip number three, we all know that's, you know, the, what am I trying to say here? (laughs) So we all have those sweets or those goodies that are on the counter. And I want to share with you that it's okay to throw them away, right? Which was super difficult for me because I never wanted to be wasteful. I never wanted to be like that person, you know, growing up and being told, you know, you better finish the food on your plate, your plate. Cause there's people, you know, other kids around the world that are starving or, you know, you, whatever, whatever those things that are, 
it was really difficult for me to wrap my head around like throwing something away and oh my gosh this is so embarrassing um I I knew anyways one of the big turning points for me was I spent like a hundred dollars on a kid's birthday cake I it was a special Barbie cake whatever we were supposed to have family come over they got sick they ended up not coming you know what like it was this whole thing so I had this like hundred dollar cake and I maybe it wasn't a hundred dollars it was like 80 bucks or whatever and it was huge so I thought we were gonna have family come over and help eat this cake and they ended up not showing up. So my family all had like one or two pieces, but because I spent the money, I like ate that cake for breakfast, lunch, dinner for like days. And I was like, oh my God, what, sh- what am I even, what am I even doing here? And I threw it away. And that was like a really big thing because I was like, that's a lot of money. (laughs) Like seriously, a lot of money that I just put in the trash, but it was also very empowering in that same, in that same breath. Since then I have realized one, it is okay to throw things away or two, it is okay. Like if you're not to the place or the point where you feel like you can throw them away, you can freeze a lot of things. I could have frozen that cake and you know, pulled it out and ate it on it, you know, a week or two later, whatever it is. But, and even still, like I can freeze cookies. You can freeze, you can freeze a lot of things. Okay. Um, just do a quick Google search, figure out how long it's good in the freezer, you know, package it up and preserve it correctly or whatever. Um, but that can be a really good option if you're like, oh my gosh, I got to finish this and you don't want to. Okay. Number four, you guys can probably hear baby. She's napping and she's kind of a loud, a loud sleeper. Number four, you guys can perform a kitchen clean out. So over the holidays, a lot of us are home for the holidays. If you're not traveling, we have kids home. Like our, our routine and our, our schedule isn't as strict or rigid. And so one of the things that I like to do is to perform that kitchen clean out, go through my fridge, my pantry, my freezer, take inventory of what I have, throw away things that are old, throw away things that are stale or yucky or expired. Um, I actually was just looking at my pantry and I was like, I think I've had this can for a long time. And I looked at the expiration date, you guys, 2019. Why, why, why do I still have it? Like why, (laughs) why is it still in my pantry? And I think part of it was, I know where I got it. I don't, I don't remember exactly when I got it. I don't personally buy canned beets. I do enjoy beets, but I buy fresh beets and then I cook them. Um, and a few years ago, I don't know exactly when, a few years ago, a friend of mine gave me a can of beets and I she was like, you like them and whatever. And I just, I've never used them. And for whatever reason, I've held on to them (laughs) thinking, oh, I'll use them. Okay, guys, clearly I haven't in all of these years. Um, and, and there's an expiration date that has already passed. So they went in the trash can. So all of that to say, 
you guys can do that as well. And I have put together a little mini course for you. Um, it walks you through the steps that I use to, to clean up my kitchen and just gives you some accountability. So it's totally free. They're like, I am, I mean, just put in your name, your email, you know, create a username, password, whatever, and you get access to it. It is a self-paced course and super easy, super simple. I mean, obviously there's going to be work and effort on your part, but you can, you can literally go through everything probably in like 15, 20 minutes. And what you're going to do, so the, the big parts of it is you're going to do like a pre-kitchen clean-out evaluation and a post-kitchen clean-out evaluation. Um, and this is just really for your own self-awareness. And then as, after you complete the course, I have a special gift for you. And I'm not, I'm not going to ruin what the gift is, but it's pretty good. It's going to help you guys get started in the new year with your, your health goals. It's designed to reduce that inflammation. That's so important that we talked about earlier in this episode and you're just going to feel good and you're going to be happy that you did it. So all you have to do, head over to the show notes and register. That's it. I don't need your card information. I don't need anything else. Um, and then just get started. Okay. All right, you guys, I will see you on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram. And please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.